Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous change makers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. All right, let's do it. Men on Purpose episode with my boy AV coming at you right now. Today, we're going to talk about getting out of your own way, which is probably something that every single person goes through. I think in some capacity, every single person is in their own way at some point with, you know, trauma or skills or mindset or anything, anything along those lines, you're in your own way in some capacity. And today we're going to get you out of your way. We're going to get you the skills and understanding of how to get out of your way and the how to get out of your way. That makes sense. Maybe confusing, but whatever. Anyway, a little bit of business. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Hit up iTunes. Um, yeah, Spotify, doesn't matter. Subscribe to the Mental Purpose Podcast. Leave a five-star review. And, you know, we got the t-shirts, but we got some other fun stuff coming up. So we'll tell you about it in this episode. Also, go to the website, ianlobos.com or mentalpurposepodcast.com. Check out all the free stuff we've got there. Courses coming up free. Aaron and I's event is coming up which we're going to talk about today. You're going to definitely want to go to the website and check that out and check out the Instagram page. We'll post up a bunch of stuff there, but look, no more getting started. Let's roll. AV, welcome. What up, dude? Getting out of your own way, man. This is uh, this is like sort of irony, right? Like we got to get out of our own way to make these things happen. And here we are talking about getting out of your own way. I have to get out of my own way to push record on this on this thing every week. Like nobody <laughs> Nobody gets that. They think that the mic opens and everything just flows, but I have to talk through my own fear that holds me back. And I've done hundreds of episodes, not just this podcast, but just podcasts in general. I have to work myself through that every freaking time. And it might be a surprise to people, but you got shit like that in your life, right? Uh, it's real in, in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm on stage or was on stage or am on stage a lot in a lot of senses. I talk a lot, I speak a lot and, in order to, to really step in and, and provide as much as I want to provide, I usually have to leave my old self yeah. back in the locker room. And I've just got to pep talk my way through and, and recognize that the version of me that is scared and afraid and potentially nervous is a very important part of me, but I got to let him go. Yeah. So let's talk about, why are people in their own way? You know, like this is going to be a quick episode today too, by the way. It's, this isn't a, the normal hour. This is probably going to be like 30 minutes. God knows we're going to talk for an hour, but <laughs> we try to cut this thing at 30 minutes. Actually, I'm going to start a timer right now. It's quicker, quicker. Idea, um, like why are, why are people in their own way? I'm thinking it's because there's a fear about something that is unknown or even known from the past. And they're bringing yeah. it up and thinking that it's going to be the same thing. So it's resistance that's keeping them in a, I don't know, in a, in a stuck spot or like in a, you know, frozen spot. Like they're, they're, they're just, they freeze. Like I know salespeople, um, if they have to make a bunch of cold calls, they're just like, they're frozen. They literally cannot pick up the phone and dial. No, not that they can't. It's that they're not willing to. They're not willing to sacrifice what it takes to actually make that call within them. 
even though there's not like a moral or ethical objection or anything like that, they literally are so afraid of the rejection or the what if on the other line, so in their head about it, that the resistance is, is stopping them, not causing them to push through. And that's, mm-hmm. I see it all the time with real estate agents, all the time. Yeah, my mind goes immediately to psychological safety. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, hey, I'm uncomfortable making this call or I'm not the person on stage. They're going to laugh at me, right? That's, that all comes down to safety. And we are programmed from a very young age to prioritize safety. And in my world, I would say countless numbers of times, the reason I was in my own way was fear of getting hurt, mm-hmm. fear of letting go, fear of change, fear of um, being laughed at, fear of this. This one's actually really deep fear of success. Like that yeah. was a huge fear of mine. And I didn't recognize that at first. And that can be a, a really interesting one for people listening to, to think about. Like it's, it's really gnarly to be afraid of failure. And I get that. And, you know, many people are afraid of failure, but I think more people are actually afraid of success. I agree. It's true. Let's dig in, dig into that for a second, because this, this fear of success, and it's not even, it's not necessarily being successful. I found that as, as I coach more and more salespeople in the world, I found that it's about sustainability of success or consistency of success where, you know, all these places and seminars that teach you to crush it and kick ass and like grind and and all this bullshit. That's fine to get the plane off the ground, but planes always throttle back. You always hear a plane throttle back. As soon as they hit 5,000 then 10,000, 30,000, they're constantly throttling back. They don't have to crush and grind, right? They, they just, they just need to do that to get off into a headwind. But I have found just through my own research and and coaching hundreds of people around the world, the biggest thing that people are afraid of myself included when I was running a big real estate team is how the fuck am I going to continue this? Like it's the end of the month. We crushed it, but I'm tired and I hate my life. I don't want to spend any more time. I don't want to go back to this office. I just want a break. I just want a vacation. And now that now the I'm in my own way because I'm going to sabotage something here because I do not want to maintain, sustain, or be consistent with the activities necessary to continue this run. And then that's how I realized that this wasn't, this way wasn't for me. This like specific way, this specific result, it's not for me anymore. And I, and I, then I listened to that. I got out of my own way real fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing to notice too, right? Like we're, maybe developing awareness along our journey and we see, wow, I'm really afraid to get on stage and be laughed at. Yeah. And that's, again, it's very common to hear that, especially in entrepreneurship, like, Hey, don't, don't be afraid to fail, blah, blah, blah. There's sort of advice about push through. But one thing I noticed was that when it came to success, I was, I was concerned about a couple of things. I was concerned about, can I manage the new level? Can I sustain it to your point? But I also was like, am I even that person? If I, if I somehow punch through the wall and I get to the other side, am I going to be an imposter on that side? Am I going to be a, an entirely different person? I, I don't want to change these elements of myself. And I was really, really rooted in this fear. And 
one of the shifts that, that I had to, to make in order to evolve from this, this awakening was to, to pay attention to my language. And I'm, I'm a, you know this about me and I know we do the same thing back and forth for each other, but like in language, we can discern and find so much about what's in our way. Yeah. And I remember saying one time like, Ooh, I'm not ready for that. And a friend of mine was like, dude, what? Like, you're so ready for that. What are you afraid of? And I was like, I'm not sure. Like I could probably, I could do it once, but like, can I, do, I don't know. Can I do it again? And, or multiple times. And, and they were like, Aaron, bro, like, <laughs> if, if anybody can do this, it's you. And you were meant for this. Like you were ready for this. Can you get out of your own way? And it, it was put in front of me in a way that I didn't understand at the time. Yeah. But what this, this friend of mine was asking me to do was to split myself into the two voices. One voice being, I'm very afraid of the success and the other voice being, I'm ready. And to, to observe that they were two distinct voices and say to the one that was afraid, Hey, look, we are still going to be safe. And as soon as I could, could coach that version of myself to like, listen, I appreciate your, your support here. I appreciate your fear. We are going to be safe. Then the superior version of me, you could step into that, that stage and, and run it and own it. And it, at that point it was sustainable because I could then see right. that there were two voices, one of which needed love and, and safety. The other could thrive when it had it. Sure. And then and, and in the sustainability and consistency of action, there are, there's depth to this and I want to break down the depth. So it's not, it's not necessarily about the imposter syndrome syndrome. And it's not necessarily about the, the task. Cause I was having this conversation with our, our, our good friend, Chris Caldwell about the difference between like, I can get on stage and speak to anybody right? About a, a variety of topics. However, Chris was saying something about being, doing like improv comedy. And I said, I would, I dream about that. I'd love to do that. However, I feel like if it's not improv and I, and actually have a set, I feel like I'm so afraid that I forget my set. Right. But the, the fear is in what I'll look like and what people will think about me, but that's not the real fear. The real fear is if I think about that, I want this, can I actually become the person that can continue to get that? Like maybe I'll be able, I might be able to muscle it or power it or crush it one time. Then I think I'd be even more scared that I don't know how to sustain that person. Right. Did I get lucky? Right. Did I get lucky? Yeah. Right. And most people who have like really big months and they didn't do a lot of work, they're like, fuck, I got really lucky on this one. Now, how do I do this again? You know, I know agents that'll do a 50 or a hundred thousand dollar month you know, within the first couple of years of the business. And they're like, okay, well I did 20 at the highest. Now I did a hundred. How do I maintain that one? But mm -hmm. I think the fear is multifaceted. It's in what you and I always talk about. And again, our, co our commitment to the audience is we keep this shit really freaking simple. All of our front runner events, it is very simple and very powerful in that simplicity. But it's who you need to become, what you need to do to become that person, what you need to do to get the results you want. There's a lot of different facets here. So it's not like I'm in my own way. And then you have the language and the self-talk, which I find a lot of people unconsciously will say to me, you know, Ian, I'm the type of person that, and I go, please finish that. And my flick, the look on my face is like, 
<laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. And they're like, I'm the type of person that likes to do this or doesn't do that or prefers to do that. And I go, okay, well, is that today? And they go, well, that's my whole life. And I go, cool. Well, is, has that actually served you? Has that gotten you the results you want? Then we need to stop saying to people that I'm this person. It's like the personality test from that book. Um, personality, personality isn't permanent. Mm-hmm. Remember the whole first chat, the whole beginning of that book, he talks about the scam that is personality profiles and people are like, Hey, yeah, I'm a this and I don't do that activity. Or, Hey, if you want me to do this, I'm a this and I can do that all day long. Yep. It's beautiful. It's an identification. It's cool. It's ego. Well, we've just made a tremendous pivot as a, as a earth <laughs> to, yeah. to like, Hey, there's no more extroverts. There's now there's, different kind of extroversion and people have had to adapt and all of the types that we love to ascribe to sometimes can be in our way. So back to our, our thesis here that I think is important for anyone to hear. I just want to give everyone permission to change their personality type or change their Myers-Briggs or change their Colby. Yeah. If you don't want to be that, don't be that. Don't be that. Again, we're, we're oversimplifying maybe the, the pathway there, but it is incredibly important and incredibly powerful when you realize that the version you are today can be the version you were yesterday. Yeah. If you. Yeah, hundred percent. That always used to confuse me in school because I would be, I, I'm people that know me know that I have an outgoing piece to me. But like, you know, me as quiet and reserved and I just, I like to just chill and I still have that other side. And I always was very confused, like in high school and college where I could be the guy in front of the crowd. I could be the guy that talked, you know, to the whole fraternity or to a big group of people. And I'm totally fine with that, but I didn't love going out. I didn't love going to bars and huge parties. I got really like anxious and tired and whatever. And I battled with myself to think like, well, like, why am I not this person all the time? Like, why am I so afraid of, of going to a party and like being social and, or going to a bar, you know, my, my, my brain, was like, why would I go to a bar that's loud and I have to pay for things and wait in line for a bathroom when I have all those things here, it's not as loud. Like that's how my mind worked. And I think it was to justify that if you want to label it, my, my base is an introvert and I have extroverted qualities, but not in every single aspect of my life. And that, that actually drove me crazy, especially in sales where I'd go to like a networking event. And I'm like, I'd walk in and go, yeah, fuck this. I'm out. And I just walk out. I don't, I don't care. I don't want to go around and meet you because I don't, I don't think you're going to get me what I want. And I was like super selfish. But if I were extroverted, I'd probably like whine around and just talk to everybody. Well, and selfishness, you can exist in introversion and extroversion. Totally. And, you know, and and interestingly, the the networking events can be something that an introvert says, I can't do, I just can't do those. I'm not, I'm an introvert. I don't do them. Right. And whether you're introverted or extroverted, building a network is an important and fundamental skill set. Totally. To be able to add value, to be able to ask questions, to lean in on coaches and mentors and guides and shepherds and those that you can mentor, guide and shepherd. Like that's a really big asset. And if the thing in your way 
is your definition of how you interact with people. I'm introverted. I need to be in my house or I need to be with few people. Totally. Then you need to get out of your own way at some sense. And, you know, I've, I've been very mindful lately of, of using the word should, because should is the language of shame. But I, I do think there is a possible future where everyone regardless of their introversion or extroversion can observe something that makes them uncomfortable and make a conscious choice to say, you know what? I know that this might make me very uncomfortable and challenge my safety mechanisms and protections, but I'm going to make a concerted effort. And that's how you change lives, man. Like I was the shyest kid in high school and you would never know that now. Like, I don't even think you knew that, right? Like I was so timid and so, masked of myself and now i'm on national tv and doing podcasts all over the place and i'm on stage and i love that it was me in my way of being that authentic and i didn't recognize that right away sure what do you think about you know what dude we were going to go on clubhouse we're going to do a clubhouse live on this one i totally just i just remember that (laughs) anyway um we'll do it on the next one so Something that I thought about when you were talking, and I just blanked on it. Um, oh, during during COVID, right? Last year, let's say, there were so many people that were like, man, I'm an extrovert. Like, I'm a people person. Like, I've got to be fueled. I've got to be out. I've got to go do this. And what I realized talking to a bunch of different people of, of all different types of personalities that they've adopted, they've chosen, it is what it is, that like I, I don't really care about being that social. However, if it's serving of me and the other person or of like the greater good, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm all in. And I, I realize that maybe it's not about just being fed or being in public or being fueled by other people. There's something missing inside of me and of those people that I was talking to that said like, I can't, I can't fulfill this within me. So I need to get it fulfilled with outside of me. And they're actually in their own way by saying, like, I can't take this anymore. I, I'm such an extrovert. I have to be fueled by other people. That's how I get my energy. But like what they're missing is the ability to get it done on their own inside. Right. And that's the work to be done during a, a lockdown situation like this or tyranny or whatever you want to call it. And then for me, the opposite is true where, I'm completely at peace with myself in a room alone for weeks at a time. Like I'm totally fine with that. However, I need to be, I need to push myself to be social, but I don't want to be social to be social because my brain doesn't register that as, as purposeful. I need to go and do the right thing. So like, you know, this year it's already March being in LA for as long as I have been without, without any without my family there, without any distractions, it's allowed me to really be selective because there's a part of me that gets lonely, that gets sad when I'm sitting at the house all alone. And I'm like, well, should I just run to the office and there'll be people there? Or I can just run down the street and there'll be people in Beverly Hills or there'll be people over in West Hollywood. Or I don't do that because I know that will be filling something that does actually does not serve me for the long term. It just serves me in the moment. That is a practice. And that was a huge revelation and goal for me to not go to the distraction, to distract myself from the resistance of pushing through something new, pushing through a fear, 
overcoming something, breaking through, like leaving Baltimore finally and wrapping my head around the fact that I now live in Southern California and that my house is still here. My parents are still here, but like we are Southern California people now. And I could have been distracted and I could have been distracted over here and over here and all the businesses I want to start out there and the stuff that's going on. I could have just gone out every night. I could have done whatever to distract, but I had to sit in the shit. And our good friend Rhonda Smith has always told me, the shamans at Ayahuasca always told me, the only way out is through, not out. Yep, not it's not out is out. It's out. The only yep. way out is through. And yeah, I knew so I had what, to go through the shit. So what do you think about, you know, the, the natural ways that we distract ourselves and, and we think that the distraction is like a pursuit, but it's really escapism, right? It's, it's a very thin line. Like how, how do you distinguish between these two? What, between distraction and escapism or avoidance? Well, between something that is purposeful, is real, purposeful yeah. versus a distraction or escapism. Goes down to the, this is a shameless plug, but it goes down to the exercise that we take people through that I think is one of the most powerful exercises in our front runner event, which is the vision, mission, purpose, right? One of them is the triangle of growth. That's really important because it helps to foundationalize things. But when people understand why they're here, who they need to be here, and what the vision is here, they get so clear about the activities that back that up, right? And there's, there's so many people I know that are like, it is, they, they, so in, in, in sales, there's a cool book called Delivered from Distraction. It's about ADD. And it kind of like dispels the myth of ADD a little bit. Um, personality isn't permanent. It does the same thing. It talks about when you're fearful, like you're going to be distracted. Not personality isn't permanent. It's, um, what book am I thinking of? I'm going to find it. But anyway, it talks about how when you get into a fear you're scared of something, something comes up in a heavy resistance that you will do whatever it takes to distract yourself from having to face that thing. And literally it's avoidance tactics and, 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 um, and distraction tactics. Like go look at yourself on a daily basis and think about this to the audience and to us too. How many things do you do to distract yourself on a daily basis from getting the things done that you need to get done? It's a ridiculous number. Huge. Even for, and the more you go up in awareness, the more you see it. It's, it's, it's hard work, right? You have to go through. You can't go out. You can't go around. You have to just go through. Through. And, and that process, you know, to relate it back to getting out of your own way, um, the, the escapism, the avoidance, all of those are routines that we have to avoid something. Yeah, they're habits. They're, they're ha like we build them over time. And yep. um, I noticed that one of my distractions, like I will clean my desk because I don't know what to write. Right. right? Yeah. Writing, I'm like, I, don't, I don't know what to write. You know what? You know what I need right now? I need, I don't, I need my desk clean. And I'm like dancing around my house. <laughs> like I'm just like this ionic energy bouncing yep. free ride article there I'm like trying to quit it's a glass table like you know it might get a little dirty and have a thumbprint on it but that doesn't stop my writing no it can't can't and no, thumbprints not 
you can't do that. <laughs> can't do it. I got to do it. You know, I sound like a diva, but like going up on stage, like I can't, I can't work like this. No, no. But, <laughs> but what, what's ironic is, is when I, when I stepped into the awareness of this pattern, then I could really work my way through it and say, okay, hold on. I have a, I have a really deep desire right now to, to clean the desk. What, what am I avoiding? And that question helped me get out of my own way. Yeah. And that question may help if you're listening and you're like, I, what, where do I even start, man? This is the crunchy tactic. If, if, you, if you find yourself bouncing across or you know, you're bouncing across your room cleaning stuff or maybe you're like, you're flipping through Netflix. And I don't know if, it, Ian, I don't know if you've done this, man, but like I'll roll through Netflix and I'm just, I'm, my thumb is all over the down arrow or the right, left and right arrow. I'm not even interested in why. I'm just like mindlessly looking for something that I don't really intend to watch. And I'm like, what, what am I avoiding right now? Or I may, what are some other ones? I may be like, you know what, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to go through my closet. I'm going to go through my closet. I'm going to go right. through my closet. I'm like, dude, what are you avoiding? And it's fascinating to have that awareness to say, hey, there's something you're running from. That's okay. Yeah. Let's just figure out what it is. And if you decide to, to watch Netflix after you figure out what it is, great. You're on the Instagram scroll. Cool. What, 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 hey man, what are you, what are you avoiding here? What are you running from? And to get out of my own way, um, the, the book that I published actually like a year ago today, let her play was, was a testament of, of this. Like I was, I found a million reasons not to write that book. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified. They're going to laugh at me. This is silly. I'm not a parent. I'm not a like, and each step of that book process from the original title changing to the, the final one and the covers, I had to ask that question, dude, what are you avoid? What are you running from? Sure. What are you scared of? Yep. Dude, do you ever think about this? And I, and I come across this with so many people that contact me about coaching. And I'm sure you do too. Is, uh, by the way, that book is called Indistractable. Nice. The one I was thinking about, in, Indistractable. Um, and where they, they literally say to you, this is how you avoid your major stuff all day long. <laughs> but the really scary part is that you know, we were talking about the triangle of growth and in that is skills and habits and mindset, right? Watch what you do. Like this is a challenge to the audience because I know you and I have challenged each other on this too. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, what does your actual schedule look like? How in depth is your morning routine and what are the results, right? If you're doing a morning routine that's three hours long and you're in the gym and you're reading and you're bouncing on a trampoline and you're doing all this shit, but you're still stuck and you're still not getting any of the results, that's it. It's stop and ask yourself, okay, by me doing this type of miracle morning or morning routine, what am I avoiding? Well, maybe you're avoiding time with your kids. I know I was five years ago. I was avoiding, I had to do my miracle morning. If I want to be successful. I have to do this. But what I was avoiding was, was being a dad becoming the man that was the dad I thought I could really be, which was scary for me. You know, the other thing that I think about, is like people who constantly do stuff. They're always busy, always busy. I can't sit still. I can't sit back. I don't, I can't give myself any time. I don't, you know, that, that stupid saying net time, no extra times wasted. Like that's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Like you have to have time for yourself. 
Like you have to be able to spend time with yourself. Most people are in business. They're constantly distracted, constantly busy because they're avoiding them. They're avoiding themselves. And to say that they're worth it to spend time on or that they're valuable enough to be, to be caring for themselves or taking care of themselves or whatever it might be. This is, this is so simple, getting out of your own way. But this is actually a really in-depth topic that we could probably cover for hours and hours and hours. Because start, stop and, and start to think about what is my fear? What am I avoiding by doing these activities? Will these activities get me to my goal? Is my goal in avoidance or of, in fear of what I really should be setting my goal to or my uh, sights on? You know, what's my resistance about? Do I have the skills and habits around, you know, who I need to be and, and, and what I need to do to accomplish this? What's my mindset like? It, all those things wrap up. And our whole day is basically a big avoidance and resistance, even though it looks productive. I know. And, you know, two, thing, two things came up for me when, when you shared this, um, because I, I fully agree. Our days can get overly saturated with, with distraction after distraction. And, and yet simultaneously, there exists a need for us to audit to make sure that if we are busy, we're busy for the right reason. Yeah. Um, but, but two things came up. So one, um, I really love the idea of, of personal time. I really love the idea of, of being still. Um, I just finished um, Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. Oh, yeah. And I, I really like it. Like, I, I would love to just have a beer with that guy. Like, I, I would too. I can imagine that we would like – I don't know, end up like thumb wrestling for, you know, who's paying the tab or something or like arguing over the dumbest thing ever, but, but it would be fun. Like, I appreciate his intellectual um, um, placement in some of these subjects sure. uh, like stoicism, right? It's a fascinating subject, but the second thing that came up. Um, so having time for stillness and taking the time and space. The second thing is that like, I've often come to a, a point where, I have to acknowledge that I'm in the way. So this is like tip number two of the day, I suppose. But often what I find myself doing now is saying, I'm in the way. Where am I in the way? Of what am I in the way? And why am I in the way? And those three questions have really helped me like identify like, well, who am I in the way of? All right, well, I'm in the way of my business partner. I'm in the way of my family. I'm the way of my dad, whatever it may be, then, okay, what, what am I in the way of? Well, you know, with, with my business partner, maybe I'm in the way of like him being fully empowered to make choices. Okay. Well, let me, let me remove myself from making choices. If it's a who, a what, a how, it allows you to, to stop and pause, but saying first and foremost, before the questions, I'm in the way. And I have that conversation anytime I get really frustrated because I'll get frustrated over like the dumbest of things all, all the time. And it's my way recently, like as an example, there was a puppy here and the puppy's running around. It's going crazy. Right. And I'm like trying to do my work and I'm like, I, I'm in the way. What, what, what's in the way? What, why am I in the way? And right. what I realized was like, just, just put on some headphones, bro. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just put on yeah. some headphones. Yeah. The puppy vanishes. And here I was coming up with all these things. I can't, I can't work like this. Like so back to my diva. <laughs> I can't work not like working. This. Yeah. Like all, all of the energy 
focused in on I'm in the way. What do I need to do to get out of the way? Yeah. What am I in the yeah. way of and who am I in the way of? And it allowed me to open that back up. But, um, you know, the, the conversation that most of us are lacking is an aware conversation. Yeah. Like that's it. Just that's as simple as it is. It's just an awareness conversation, but it's yeah. also the, des the desire you're shifting. So part of the, in your own way is shifting the desire from seeking that result to avoid this thing, to get financial freedom, but you're not thinking about any of the shit between here and there. You're not thinking about your freedom in your mind and your body, mental, emotional. You're, you're, you're like, what are you, what's, what are you holding back from that's holding you back from this, right? It's two layers. So think about our programming in society. Our whole lives were programmed to, to just seek the next thing. Not like the next paycheck, but like we're programmed to seek the next distraction. Mm -hmm. College, like pretty much there's, there's sports or whatever extracurricular activity you have in school. Then there's high school and getting good grades. Then there's college. And then we've all heard this bullshit argument, this, this bullshit, right? But this is, this is how it works. This is the program. Then it's college. Then it's the job. What happens after you, you, your, your whole life, you know, you, we all know kids like this, that when they're freaking 10 years old, they're like, I want to go to this college and I want to be a you know, surgeon and I want to, and then they're 26 years old and they're like working at Walmart and you're like, what the fuck happened? But they, what yeah. happened was they didn't fail. Even though their parents and society says they did because they didn't hit their goal, they became aware that the goal wasn't real for them and that they yep. started thinking, what is it that I actually want? What is it after, after college, it's the job, right? Let's just say in general societal terms. After college, it's the job. Then the job is to climb, climb, climb. And all of a sudden, that gets boring too, and you have to have avoidance and distraction. What's after, what's after the job? Not after the job, but like during the job, what's the next distraction method? You know what it is. It's, it's the things. It's the, like the mask we wear of the clothes, the house, yep. the car, but the a big wedding. Event. There you go. Yeah. The, the, the wedding. Oh, I'm, I'm get. I need to find, I need to find a person. I'm, I'm going to get married. And now for the next two years, if you wait that long to get married, like and be engaged. Now all you talk about, this is the thing you talk about now. You want to avoid all the other bullshit. Hey, I'm getting married. Oh, you are. Oh yeah. How's that? All yeah. I'm getting married. And guess what? And that shit's over in that five hours that you spent, go look at how much you spend on a wedding and, and then it's only five hours. So like think about how insane that is. Then yep. what's, next, what's next after the wedding? What's the next distraction? Because then it's over. The honeymoon's over. You go back and you're like, fuck me, man. I don't have anything to look forward to. Because if you're in regular society, what's the next one? Starts with a B. A B, the boat. <laughs> oh, the baby. Oh, yeah, goodness. We're getting yeah, married. Family. Oh, you got married. Now you're boring. I would have said, fam said family, yeah. but baby. Okay, yeah. We're having a baby. Really? Oh my God, it's amazing. Oh, then the next nine months of my life are distracted and totally focused on baby, 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 baby. Then afterwards, yep. it's, we had a baby. This is what happens when your identity gets wrapped up and you let all the shit get in your way. So you're in your way and letting things get in your way and you're just in this fold. It's like folding bread, kneading bread. Yep. yep. Well, dude, I, I got a text message yesterday from a buddy that I had texted. Um, in December 
And I shot him another text, like, hey, man, just checking in. I want to make sure you're good. It's been a while. And he's one of my buddies that, like, you know, we could not talk for months and, like, all's well. It wasn't about, it wasn't about that. But the, the conversation was, you know, hey, how you doing? And he, he basically explained where he's been focused and, in this case, distracted. And he's like, dude, I've, I hate my job. And, and interestingly, in, in this conversation is a tremendous opportunity for him to get out of his own way. And instead of, hey, I'm sorry, I've been distracted. I, I'm really not liking my job. That is a great moment to say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this because I'm stuck. Yeah. Rather than avoid the conversation. And many of us go through this. I go through this. Um, I, I've avoided many, many things, many important things. Um, and I've also noted and noticed that, you know, even in the clients that I coach, I work with some amazingly successful people and the the next milestone for them is avoidance right like oh i'm getting a getting a three million like well yeah but what do you do then well then i get to four million like right. hey dude what are you running from man like you got it you already have it it's already available are you aware of it and these are these are tremendous conversations you know just to 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 bring the light because Getting out of your own way is, is almost the entire law of personal development. <laughs> like if you just keep getting out of your own way, you're going to be more wildly successful. Yeah, dude, I was just thinking something <clears throat> when you were saying that we're like for people, if they want to do an exercise from this conversation, which we'll, we'll wrap real, real soon, is think about what cycles you're in. You might not even know, like Aaron said, you, you, you need to be aware of what you're not aware of. And in order to, in order to understand your cycles that you run every day, the avoidance tactics, the, the fear-based cycles, the, you know, no extra time and like constantly being busy. And I don't, well, I don't have time for my relationships, but I tell you my relationships, the number one thing in my life, but I'm not showing any time there or effort, but it's the most important thing. And you're like, okay, what, why are you running this cycle? Like yep. you need awareness to understand your patterns and cycles and you need to actually slow down to gain awareness. You have to slow down. This whole game is a slow down before you can speed up. It just is. You've been, you've been through it. I've been through it. And, yeah. and slow down and surrender is, is key. And then you got to eliminate stuff. When you become aware and you start to see it, you know, Aaron and I talk about this a lot. You got to get rid of the stuff that doesn't work. You know, got to get rid of most of the distractions. If possible, you're never going to not be distracted. But you got to get rid of the distractions so that you can see clearly what you're supposed to be doing and which is moving out of your own way. Like that's as simple as we can make it. You got to slow down. You got to understand your cycles and patterns. You've got to have awareness. You've got to be, you've got to be um, surrendering and eliminating and then repeating that cycle so that you can free yourself to accept more things, grow your mindset, grow your skills, your level of awareness, and like actually ascend as a person, evolve as a person, elevate as a person, not just do more shit. I mean, look, <clears throat> this is a good place to talk about this. Our front runner events. They are based off of what you and I know, what we've been through. And there's also an element that is based off of what we've not liked 
about other things that we've done in our past and personal development and growth and things like that. There's no, there's no hiding that. And if anybody gets offended by it, be offended. That's on you. Our next event coming up is at, shit, what's the date? March um, 27th. March 27th. I'm going to put some links in the, in the uh, show notes. We'll put links on the website. We'll put them on Instagram. Like, if you want ultra concentration and you want blind spot detection to understand where you have these places in your life that are you're running these patterns and you're in your own way, you don't even realize it. Like, you got you to gotta join us. It's online and it's, and it's not expensive. It's really cheap. And I'm pitching it because it's something that Aaron and I are very proud of. And this is a great forum to talk about that. So, like, what's the price point? One early bird tickets are 115. Um, regular tickets are 156. So it's, it is super affordable. It's super. like a full day event in Saturday or on a Saturday. You know, you can, it's an event, right? So you can just Google front runner March, yeah. 2021 and pop up. Um, but you know, to your point, man, like you, you got to slow down. You got to take the time, invest in things like this. Even if, even if we have to force you to slow down, put your phone away, chill out. You can't change a bike tire while you're <laughs> running down a hill at 9,000 miles an hour. It's a fast bike. It's, it's a very fast bike. <laughs> it's a future bike. It's, it's, it's my Tron bike. It's a future bike. <laughs> but the methods that you'll you'll learn and and the things that we talked about today are are all embedded in in what we do and and these events are a lot of fun in that you get two things you get a bunch of high level coaching you get access to you know some really unique ideas and strategies that help you get out of your own way uh the other is that you get to meet like this event just attracts major players yeah you, you get, we, we've been really intentional about making a lot of connection time where I, mean, I, I miss that, man. I miss that a lot. Like I want to be around people and be in a breakout room one-on-one and be like, Hey dude, who, who are you? Not, what do yeah. you do? Not what's your job? Not, hmm, I want to know who you are. And we do a really good job of, of allowing people to connect. And I've seen friendships and business partnerships and totally. opportunities blossom from that. So it's March 27th. It's, um, Tw- noon Eastern time until five. So it's a long event, but a very well worth it event. And hell for the price, man, like I've spent 150 bucks on way dumber shit. Um, and this could be a really good investment for some of you listening to, to learn how to get out of your own way. We're going to talk about enrolling, talk about self-sabotage, talk about yep. those things, talk that will really, really help someone move the dial if they're in their own way. Yeah. And our commitment is to make sure that the event that you come to with us is a pivot point in your life in some capacity, whether it's awareness or, or new skills or, or a new habit build or just a new um, environment to be who you truly want to be. And we can promote that. And then obviously the environment promotes those deeper level connections with other people who are looking to go deeper with themselves. It, it, it can be small, it can be big. It doesn't matter. But for 150 bucks, like, come on. You know, how, like, this isn't an hour either. It's like six or eight hours. Just divide yeah, the math out. Aaron and I are doing this because we freaking love it. We're really proud of all the things that we build for all the different clients that we work with around the world and the stuff we do for Front Runner and the stuff we do in our coaching businesses. Like, we're just kind of putting it together because we know that people need it. 
And obviously we can't do huge in-person events right now. We, I'm probably sure we could, but we're just choosing to not do that right now. So if, if what we said to you or what we said here spoke to you, then look for the, look for the link. It's going to be super simple. And there's no, we, we're making this price point. It's very purposeful because we don't want a barrier to entry. You know, we don't want you thinking you need to shift and change and you have these next levels or these things you need to get out of your own way with, and you just need someone to help guide you. We're those people. And we don't want you thinking, Oh shit, well, it's $10,000. I don't know if I get, it's 150 bucks. Like that's it. 150 bucks. Yeah. It's like a date night. It's a date with yourself. It basically yourself. is a date night. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. Listen, let's wrap 40 minutes. Got pretty close. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, I think so. Okay. What we talked about today, getting out of your own way, lots of details. I'm not recapping any of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great closure. And not recapping anything. No, look. <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff, but what we're talking about here are, you know, the, the main elements that you use to not do what you need to do and not to not be who you need to be to get the results that you choose to get. Pretty good. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I think so. Listen, if you want the recap, you go back through this thing. Hit, re hit rewind real quick. And it's 35 minutes. Just go back through. <laughs> no, I, I have a ton of notes. Look, for reals. I have notes. I love that. I'm going to put them I in have. the show notes. But as far as a recap, you know what you heard. Yeah. I don't want to recap it. Because you know, you know me, I'll get into tangent. Aaron doesn't like that when I tangent off. So it's, I'm just going to say... This is it. <laughs> All right, we so check it out. What's that? We did, we did good. And did. look, people can, can listen again. This is a good episode to listen again. It's short, sweet. On yeah. your next drive, listen, listen back. Yeah, at the gym, whatever you're doing, hit it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, AV, for, for always being here and looking fabulous in front of that big window. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, remember our Front Runner event, um, Aaron, website, uh, March 27th, right now, the best place to go is to Eventbrite, um, where the, like, you can buy tickets for almost anything in the world. Yeah. Uh, and just search for Front Runner March 2021, and it will come up there. Perfect. Front Runner. And it'll be in the show notes. It'll be on Instagram. It'll be on my Facebook page. We're going to send out a little email invite. You'll see Aaron and I doing some live stuff next week. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Appreciate you, Ian. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast, where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests, or becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward. <laughs>